1: Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Welcome to One Love Rising on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Heidi Little, and I'm here with Blog Challenger. Bob, are you on with us?
0: You bet. How are you doing, Heidi?
1: I'm wonderful, Bob. I'm super excited about our guest today. Um, Me too. Oh, yay, I know. Our guest today is a magic man in music and unity he is a dear friend of mine for over a decade now. He is one of the most beautiful activists and sincerely invested uh, people that I have ever met in the movement of love and peace and, um, and, and, and during, ending the suffering of humanity. And I am I'm super excited to introduce him. We have Artie Cornfeld on the show today. Artie, welcome to the show. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm fine. And how are you, Heidi? And how are you, Bob? <laughs> uh, great.
1: Thank you your voice. You. Yeah. How are Yay.
0: you guys? Yeah, we're okay? excited. We are
1: doing okay. great. Well, this we're... is exciting. This is fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. It sure is, because I'm used to Heidi being a guest when I had my show. You know? And, I know,
1: it's uh, so fun.
0: I, uh, I know, it is fun. You know, turn Already around the and show.
1: Right, you have a show on artist first, right, on Wednesday well, night. No, now, have-
0: yeah. now, once a month, me and Z Man do a political show, and that's it right now.
1: You okay, know? cool. That's cool. Mhm,
0: mhm. But I. Do uh, have, we'll put links in for it.
1: everybody too. Mhm. Yeah,
0: but I'm sort of busy because I have. I have a song I wrote with you that you put out, you know, which I think is great. And I and I also uh, came out this week uh, a record that I produced with the leader of the shift, John John Shannon, uh, and and that's on Spotify. And uh, you know, it's amazing at seventy five years old that I'm still an active producer and writer. You oh know,
1: yeah, baby, still- we love it.
0: And still fighting for humanities and, uh, and 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 civil rights, Bob. I don't know if you know it, but my mother was the my mother Shirley Cornfield was the founder of the Freedom Rights. Oh, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's actually' you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be 75 in a few weeks. So we're brothers. Yeah, I know. We're <laughs> we're, we're playing in the same band. That's a record I covered with Bert, some on But you know, it's <laughs> like. Um, it's just like amazing. It's my fifty-eighth year in the music industry. Wow! Holy oh, yeah. cow! And I was a rebel the whole time, but I you know, hey, uh, you. I played the I played the game, and I got to be vice president of Capitol. I did all that, but before that, I wrote forty-seven hit songs, and uh, it's all just—I uh, don't know where it comes from. It's my love for people, because when I when I like even the band I have right now. I don't even have anything in writing, and I'm really doing it so their lives get good because I I I I I, I love them as people. So it's like you know it's important. It's, it's like Heidi, you know. Well I try to help Heidi, first of all, I love Heidi as a person, and she's real, you know. And we in love the business really of mm-hmm. well, in the business of phonies, it's great to come across real
1: people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Artie. Uh, um Okay, guys. Just because Artie won't shoot his own horn, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the, the quick spiel for our listeners. Artie produced Woodstock, and he took care of all of the bands and the artists and lining everybody up. And he was responsible for all the deals, the Woodstock movie deal. He was responsible for uh, securing all of the uh, marketing and publication. And he only had a budget of $60,000. And he was able to get all those people to show up to Woodstock. Because he was actively going out and he was telling everybody about it. And he was using his physical body, his voice, and his spirit to ignite this peaceful, loving movement. And Artie, we're headed to the 50th anniversary like, well, like yeah, you've done you know, so
0: people, much people have, Well, people have to know I, 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 I signed with Screen Gems in 62 And by 67 I had already run three major labels I've written all those songs I've produced all those records Out of my love for music So, you know, people think that this happens But it's those 15 hours a day You put in as a writer and a producer And, and uh, the reason Woodstock happened Is because I knew I was the first person. Like with Bob Geldof, who did Live Aid, called to interview me for a BBC special he was doing, um, he actually said, Artie, if I would have had you, uh, Live Aid would still be going on. Because I used, I was powerful at radio because I started having hits. My first number one record was in 63. And that was Dead Man's Curb with Jan and Dean. And it was just that... Uh, I gave up, uh, I was now the vice president of Rocket Capital, and I put together the Apple Corps, and, and, I, and, and this kid came to see me who had a head shop in Florida, and we became friends, and I supported him for a couple of years, and one night talking, the Whistuck idea came out, and what I gave up is, uh, I had a, a wife and a child who were no longer with us, but they were at a good place, and uh and I'm very I thank God for with gratitude for the years I had. I, I don't look at what was taken away, I look at what I had. So I'm really into an attitude of gratitude, you know, and it's like with Jamie oh, and, and I, Linda, a,
1: right? Your wife and your yeah, daughter.
0: Yeah. Mhm. Right. And Linda right. was there, I,
1: right? When the when the idea came in.
0: Oh yeah, was Linda
1: was there with Everybody. you.
0: Well, everybody always says, who's that beautiful woman in, in the Woodstock movie? And, in fact, the first director's cut was dedicated to Jimi Hendrix, Janis, those, are not, those who, who, who were responsible for Woodstock, and then it said Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Linda Cornfell and Bear Height. And Bear was from, you know, Can Heat. And that was the way the, what the first director's cut started. It's, uh, Linda, Linda was as much of my career as... Uh, as as I was, and I just mm-hmm. I just love music, you know. I was a guy that yeah. watched Dick Fox shows, and if I if, if they had a new record within five minutes, I'd be at the record store getting it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's uh, it's it just uh, um, I just look back at it. And I look at my resume, and it it it's not, it's not like I did anything. All I all I did was be myself and be honest and. I've never been sued once in fifty eight years i've given I've given copyrights and deals back to artists after I was a half a million in and uh, I've gone broke and but I did generate you know dollars and uh you know and I gave away over seventy percent of that you know to help bands survive and to and and to the t j Martel to help kids that were born to mothers that had that had uh, cancer or AIDS. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mm-hmm. I was on that board. I was on that board with Don Henley for many years, and that was an important part of my life. So I, I guess helping other people is what keeps me going.
1: Oh, it's so so it's- beautiful, and that's the way it's supposed to be. So Artie, and you've also you've also you, know, you you have children really close in your heart too, right? You lost your daughter, and. Um, well, not lose, but you know, transcended. She I lost, transcended. I and lost my wife. I lost them. I lost my wife and daughter in
0: over a three year period, and I had them both for sixteen years each. You know, so Aww. it was. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. And well, so you you, know, you have been actively involved with children children's work also, right, Artie? You've kept that close oh, to your heart as a humanitarian oh, also.
0: Oh yeah, well you know, and and some of the invitations I've got to this. You know what, and, and while people, my ex-partners and everybody was trying to make money on Woodstock, I knew Woodstock was a miracle and came from a power much greater than any of us. And I always say, mm-hmm. hey, when it comes to Woodstock, I was a messenger of mm-hmm. power much mm-hmm. greater than myself created what happened at Woodstock. It was a miracle. And I was mm-hmm. just a messenger you know, and I'm glad I made the movie deal, and I'm also glad that I stopped Bethel Woods from building on the field because it's paid off now. Because now it's a national monument and it can't be touched. So it gives right? A and people of
1: love that; they take pictures there all the time and post them on Facebook. I see it all the time. There's all kinds of Facebook groups for Woodstock and Woodstock reunions, and they've got the whole. You you founded the Spirit of the Woodstock Nation. And
0: yeah, and I also founded found Cocaine Anonymous in 1983. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I was put telling together this, to my uh, uh, students that yesterday in the high school, because they thought Coke was cool, and I said, I got to tell you something, you know, and, oh, I, and I told them about your story, and I told them about you find, founding Cocaine Anonymous. What do you want to say about well, that? Bring me, I, bring
0: me in. Bring me in. I'd love to talk to them, you know.
1: Oh, great, you yeah.
0: You even heard on my show how many times I, I, I went into, you know, about drugs, you know, and, 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 you know, keep away, you know, keep away from doctors and that give you too many pills and keep away, you know, just just stay. From the chemicals, go your
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, go, mm-hmm. go your own way like Fleetwood Mac, you know. oh you know, you yeah. It's really, it's really weird because I was sitting with Linda the day before she died, and we're in the car in Coconut Grove, I was running at the time. And uh, mm-hmm. Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac came on. And I said to Linda, Linda, this is going to be our song for the rest of our lives. And it was called Go Your Own Way. And the next morning at 9 o'clock, right in front of me, she just stood up and she was somewhere else. And she said, she smiled and she looked so beautiful. And she said, Artie, do you notice the difference? Like she was describing the other side to me. And then she shook and fell over from an aneurysm in her brain it exploded that we never knew she had, you know? Mm. So it was like, mm-hmm. it was really a mm-hmm. shock. But I was looking to get the Miami Dolphins retired, Nick Bonacanti, And there was a foundation, the Bonacanti Foundation, which, which helped I think them get paralyzed from football injuries and stuff like that. And Nick mm-hmm. was there and he was like a pillar of strength and, uh, you know, and I and I and I bought him his first deal that, that he, he could negotiate in the music industry, and uh, yeah, and he gave me his first jersey or when he played for Boston. Because if you don't know Nick Bonacani, he was a captain of the No Name defense and won two Super Bowls uh, as captain of the Dolphins, and uh, and he was the most down-to-earth, straight-shooting guy in the world, and you know, and I'm and I'm a, and I'm a kid, so I. I couldn't believe that at one point I had Joe name assigned to me. I had Joe Frazier side to me, you know, and so it was mm-hmm. sort of crazy, you know I can't believe the yeah. people I know that that or that they even accept me and and uh, and a lot of them look up to me, and I don't quite get it because I'm just me doing the best I can to make them happy,
1: yeah, but you're a lover, you're a lover, and you work for us for the people. So here's a question I ask every guest, Artie. And since we just talked about what we talked about, what does oneness mean to you? What does being oneness. one mean to you? Well, mm-hmm. you know what? I,
0: my first, my first name I wanted to give the, the Woodstock Festival was not the Woodstock Festival. It was, it was, it was, it was, was going to be called the One, the One Gathering. And you know, Whoa.
1: And,
0: you know, well, <laughs> I was the only one. I was the only one of the partners that didn't do what stock for money, and I gave up the presidency of Capitol, and I had a family to support. But I knew that this had to be done, and and it was all miracles, you know. It's even the movie that I feel I made four days before the concert. It was all a miracle. If if I hadn't helped Freddie Wine travel on the bitter end, and that's where Dylan first played, was if, when I was at Mercury. They hadn't brought me an act and I hadn't put $100,000 into the act and promoting it, you know. And the day I was going to go up to the site, there was no movie deal. It's four days before. And Warner Brothers had turned down the Woodstock movie 52 times, and I called mm. Freddie Weintraub. I said, Freddie, you owe me. All I want is to stop over and talk to you. So I'll be at the Pan Am building in 15 minutes. And it's so weird because when I was, producing the Cow Souls, my agent was Ted Ashley, and he was now chairman of the board of Warner Brothers, and uh, And Freddie Weintraub is the vice president of movies. So I sat there for 35 hours, and I beat the shit out of him, because I was trying to explain to them, you know, because no one thought it was going to happen. You know, now they know was going to mm. happen, because mm. people don't know that I, I ran a man on when we were out of money because Michael was so over budget and everything he did that um, I ran an ad and for some reason I hired I hired Bill Graham's ticket guy from the FOMO in New York and I put mm-hmm. an ad I wanted to find out what the 60 grand I had left because I had already traveled to meet all my radio people to create advertisements and in every everything I wrote I was planting peace. Peace, love, no war, we should all mm-hmm. share and that was all in those advertisements. And uh mm-hmm. it, it just um it just all it just all worked out because when the Black Panther showed up, I was the guy that was, was I was watching that part of behind the stage and uh you know, I had already gone to open and met with them and uh there was no hassle at all. And the fact that there wasn't one fist fight in four days with a half a million people, I think it's pretty it's pretty fantastic, you know? That'd so what if, they yeah. little, what if they were smoking a little weed? Could you imagine if they were all drinking alcohol? What would happen?
1: Oh, no way. Uh-uh. It would have been awful.
0: No. no. And that's why I used to do another Woodstock because Woodstock was a miracle, way beyond me. It was a miracle, mm. and if it hadn't been for the... For the rain and and no food and, and and all the and all the hardship, it that's what pulled the crowd together. Cause that's when it was like after the rain, all of a sudden it was like this covering came over came over the whole field, and it was just peace. It was just all about peace, and, and that's when I think the miracle of Woodstock started, you know. And and I, I can't stand it when people use the name. And they're using it just to make money, and they're charging too much, like my ex-partners, Woodstock Ventures, and Michael did with Woodstock 2 and 3. I mean, Woodstock Mm -hmm. 3, Michael was at at Altamont, and I refused to go. And they had the Hells Angels, and someone was killed. I couldn't believe that Michael had hired the Hells Angels to do the security for Woodstock 3. So Mm -hmm. it wound up Mm -hmm. with 12 women being raped in front of the stage, and uh and and things being put on fire and and they used a lot of p r to try to cover it up, but to me it was it, i such where'd he go? I
1: don't hear him Bob, yeah, I
0: can't Are hear him either, me? oh, I'm still here.
1: He wow. wants to hit mute. Artie! <laughs> Artie, you hit mute on your phone. Unhit mute. Okay, so here's the deal. While no, we're waiting me, for him. Is he back? You hear me now. I'm back. Oh, I hear you now. No. I'm like, hallelujah.
0: No, I, God, in the I middle actually, of that breakdown. I actually, I actually beat AT&T and Apple. Ready for this, folks? There is hope. Because I got an i7 phone a year ago. And it hasn't been working since the day I got it. And I went in, and I kept checking it and this and that. And I got on the phone yesterday, and it wound up that 10 hours later, they sent me a brand-new i7P, which is the advanced model, for free. So 10 hours after I got off the phone, I actually got a new iPhone.
1: You they know and up that's in the like house. M-
0: well, I, well, I stuck. Well, the Tao of the Tao. I stuck. I stuck with it. That's funny. The Tao of the Tao. Nice. <laughs> we
1: love it. Oh yeah. We love it. Artie yeah. is metaphysical. He's absolutely metaphysical. He's into transcendental meditation and chanting, and I know that he's been using that for years and years and years. Um, Artie. Oh, and my.
0: About and my, Well, no, but my dear friend is when I was in India. Uh, you know, my dear friend is is Sri Ravi Shankar, which is the Auto Living Foundation and, and he's mm-hmm. he's called Guruji. And when we mm-hmm. met in India, when he speaks, three hundred thousand people show up and he has he has ninety seven thousand people that are part of the Auto Living Foundation and it's and and he's raised six billion dollars and he's taking care of him. people. He's taking you know who he is, right you know uh Sri Shankar is.
1: Yes. and if you don't Bob.
0: Know, because he's like the new Gandhi, in fact he's more he has more followers than Gandhi had, and he's a sweetheart, yes. you know, well, so when I'm I met feather. Him, <laughs> well no when i when <laughs> I met him, mean you know, everybody said you got to meet Guruji and and I, we're riding from Mumbai. An hour away, and there was about 20,000 people that had been sleeping on the road just for a chance to see him or touch his robe. So I was going mm-hmm. up the stairs because I'm me and, and I was knowing the simple pussy and stuff. And uh, everybody's coming in and they're bending down and kissing his robe. Well, I walked in and I see this guy glowing and he takes a look, he jumps out of his chair and lifts me up off the ground. He goes, he goes, Ati Konfeld, I love you. I said, mm-hmm. Guruji, why, why do you love me? You're such a high man. He says, I'm not as high as you are, Ati. He says, you know, you know what you did. We had the same guru. Because when John Lennon came back, he pulled me over in New York to, to the Maharishi trip. He said we had the same guru, the Maharishi. And I know you used your own money, Peter Max, to bring over Swami Sachidananda. He said, Satya Dananda and myself were best friends, and we were slum dogs, and we lived in the same slum city, you know, our whole life. And he was my best friend, and you put him into Woodstock and paid to bring him over out of your own money, and I wanted that just to put that feeling of 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 of, of, of goodness and, and love over the field. So, and then and then he said, mm-hmm. and then he stopped me to just that scene in the Woodstock movie when I have the flower and he he quotes every single word I said to me. And he goes, "I mm. he said, you really nailed it with what you said. And I could see that you were totally out of yourself when you said it, he said, but uh, he says, I even use it sometimes when I speak because he said a couple of things. And if you watch the movie, I wasn't looking for publicity. I didn't even want to go on stage, and it was national. It was national network, and I didn't even want Mm -hmm. to go on stage, you know. And they had to call me three times. I finally went up there, and I really was so overwhelmed. I was crying because I looked out Mm -hmm. at the crowd, and I, I just couldn't believe all the love I was seeing. It was Mm -hmm. just, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, not just for me, but. everybody was loving everybody there and everybody was helping anybody that was in trouble, you know, and it was, uh, you know, I will say that Michael did a, did a, did a terrible job as a producer because he had never done a concert, but it wouldn't have happened without Michael and myself and my late wife, Linda, you know, Mm -hmm.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. know, Michael came to me when I ran Capitol with a group when he came up from coconut Grove, Florida. And, uh, um he lived with us for a year and a half and I supported him and one night just talking he he teased me. He says he says, Artie, you know, you don't even go to concerts anymore. You've been in the business and producing records and writing. You don't go to see acts. And I said I said, Michael, to tell you the truth, I'm so into what I'm doing that I have to concentrate on helping the acts I'm trying to help. So I can't go and hear other acts because I'm 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 obsessed with who I'm trying to help and what I'm trying to accomplish. And uh, then I said, what if I took my money, Michael, because you don't have money, but I made a lot of money as a writer. What if I took that money and we rented a Broadway theater and we made it free? And he said, well, how would we make money? I said, we wouldn't. He said, and then we, we try to get offerings and we try to get another act and then we keep it going. And then he said, "Well, there was a thing in Miami called the Miami Plot Festival." He said, uh, "He said, um, and it's called a festival." And then, and then, and, and then, we were talking, and then Linda, out of nowhere, said, "Why are you talking about doing this inside? Everything it represents is freedom, so it should be outside, and it should be in the woods or on a field with trees and and a, and a lake." And she said it that night, and that's when we decided we would start looking for land to do it outside. And that's how that's really uh, how the Woodstock Festival really was born. I think Linda had more to do with it than Michael or I. Mm-hmm. You so
1: know, beautiful, the divine amazing. feminine coming in there. You know, it's
0: it's. Oh, um, she, was, she was my career. Believe me, she did a lot more for my career and inspired me so much and had my back. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, Beautiful,
1: you know, beautiful. And, yeah. yeah. Really, Artie, we it, have yeah. like only five, we have five minutes left of the show. So I want to, t- you have a lot coming up. You're going to go to Italy. And then oh, I want well, to yeah. touch on a little bit about what you want to do for next year. You know, so people can have kind of an idea of what's happening. So you're going to go to Italy. Well, You've been asked well, to be a guest
0: speaker, keynote speaker. Mm-hmm.
1: No, first of
0: all, I, I, I agree to help you on your trip okay, because I believe in you, oh, and then, uh, you know, and then, you know, and I, I, did, get, I did get to speak, I, like, I spoke at the Sidwell Friends Academy, which is a Quaker school in Washington, where, Beautiful. you know, the half, half of the students are from the inner cities, and they graduate, and they, and they all get scholarships to Ivy League schools, and, you know, and, and, they made an exception and they let the uh, they let the Obama kids come in and see me, even though they weren't in the senior school. And um, they voted me the best the best speaker I had. And the same thing happened because I really relate to these kids so much because I think I'm still in high school in my head, you know. And uh, yeah,
1: I <laughs> we're think, all uh, young at heart. That's why we get along, well, right? Children, really, well, of, of the planet you know,
0: and spirit. Mm-hmm. I, well, you know what, so, you know, I always when I even on my show, I kept saying, people, you've got to walk, you talk, you can't just talk mm-hmm. and do nothing. And then when I got, well, uh, you must know, you know, about Human Rights International, right?
1: Yep. The,
0: the people yep. have founded, uh, you know, the American Civil Liberties Union and stopped and started Greenpeace and Green Day and and, and stopped the factories from putting chemicals into the water in Europe. And uh I couldn't believe that I was being sponsored by the Martin Luther King Foundation wanted to pay all my expenses, you know, and uh-huh. Al Gore is involved and the and the Obama Foundation is involved, and it's it's like really people that really care, you know, and I really care and I couldn't believe I mean there's going to be fourteen Nobel Prize winners. You know, in the audience when I speak, and then they're throwing a concert on me in the Woodstock 50th, even though it's a year early. Uh, And I I just can't believe that uh, that I'm going to be on that level where I could actually go after Obama (laughs) and what's happening in America. But I could also also go after peace because I am into human rights. And so we, and so are you, and so is anybody that has a heart, you know, yes. Yes, you know absolutely. so it's like yes. a, so anyway, when I grow up, I'm really gonna accomplish something <laughs> we love
1: that, we love that, and we've and we've been talking and throwing around ideas, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that Artie's been talking about, um, you know, what to do for the 50th and where it's going to be and how it's going to roll out. And no decisions have well, really yeah. been made as of yet. Right, Artie? It's just going to be, for sure, yeah. based in peace and love. Uh-huh. What I told like
0: like yesterday, I met with Joe Dan Osciola, who is the chief of the uh, Seminole Indians. And he's the one mm-hmm. who was uh, whose who's great, great, great grandfather, the Seminoles were the fiercest warriors, and they were the last tribe to agree to go on the reservation, and that's because Chief Osceola told 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 the tribe to go to the uh, reservation, but he was going to stay in prison in St Augustine, and he died. And now what happens is, is the way thing happens in life. I become friends with his great 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 grandson Chief Osceola, who was also the medicine man for fifteen years, and now mm-hmm, we're talking mm-hmm. about doing something on the reservation. That brings that puts na- the Native Americans with the new Americans together, and finally mm. says we are all we are all one people.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. You know we love
0: that. We love that. Artie. It's, it's also a way of, you know, it's a way of thanking thanking the Indians because we totally we totally screwed them. You know, it was like I don't know who the Donald Trump was of that era. But boy, mm-hmm. it was that a genocide? A lot. We wiped out a whole nation. You know, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, so we owe it to, uh, you know, this will be non-profit, and uh, it's going to be bands that want to play and, you know, and it, it's going to be cool. It's going to be like it's a bunch of cool. friends. Mm-hmm. Well, like would was a bunch of friends with the same beliefs getting together and using peace and music to accomplish what we want to accomplish. And just the fact that we're in the history books, and the, and in, in the seventh grade they start teaching Woodstock in, in, in the history books, and I even did a, I had, I even helped a girl that was getting her doctorate from Oxford because she was doing a sociological study at Woodstock. You know, what I, nice. didn't, realize is that, what I didn't realize is that every time she called me. I wound up spending $2,700 a month because I didn't know how the cell phones work. I didn't know I wasn't covered for for talking to anyone, you know.
1: Oh, no. Oh, my God. And, and, and,
0: and, you, know, and I, you know, I love speaking at high schools, and I've, I've saved the church from going under. I saved a temple that was the oldest temple in Miami from going under by doing a free dinner. You know, they made fifteen thousand dollars so they could pay their rent, and it's uh, it's not me any anything. It's just uh, whatever whatever my my power greater than myself. You know, I'm I'm twelve steps. You can tell that. So it's like I have a I, I have I'll have what thirty seven years sober on September fourteenth. You know, awesome. and I got sober with a prayer. You know, I got down on my mm-hmm. knees one night and I just said, I said, God, I can't take it anymore. I said, please help me. And after a 15 year run, I woke up and I was totally clean, no detox, no rehab. And that's when I that's when me and some guys from bands, you know, who I can't blow their anonymity, got together and I rented a room in a hospital and we and I had an uncle who was an alcoholic. So I had the blue book. So we just followed that, and we had the first CA meeting. And, uh, you know, within two years, I was speaking at state conventions all over the place where they were celebrating one-year anniversary. So I, I I, did a lot of hospital work. I went into prisons. You know, I, I I, was really I was doing all this. It was selfish because I had just lost my wife and child. I, I had gone through a million and a half dollars trying to keep a, a woman that was having trouble with drugs sober. And um, I was really I was really down, and then I just had to change my attitude. You know, I went back to meetings again. You know, and I went to the NA meetings because I wanted to be with the young people. And it's heartbreaking when you see someone take a chip as a newcomer, and then and then you see them back two weeks later taking a chip as a newcomer again. Because I'm so proud of my chip that says, you know, you know, so much mm-hmm. more than three decades. You know, and like, uh, I couldn't there two days, and I never heard anybody. And when I talked to John or my or my band, because I put the band together for John and Paul when they came to New York, they were my musicians that were on the Artie Fornell tree. And uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. just so glad because I got to discover David Sanborn. I was the first one to use him on sax. And Steve Gadd, I was the first album he ever played on and got paid for. And, you know, Steve mm-hmm. Jobs is now the greatest drummer in the world. And mm-hmm. Tony Levin mm-hmm. from King Crimson. and so happy about the guys. And also, when they I was in the studio, when people say, what do you do as a producer? I say, I play the players. Mm-hmm. Play yeah. The players.
1: yeah, the key. That's the key. because so mm-hmm. anybody can hire
0: these guys, because they're on a level where they're getting $500 for three hours. And uh, Mm -hmm. what I got from them was love the love that they would give a friend. So I got, Mm -hmm. like, Euma Cracken, who died, as my dear friend. And he arranged The Thriller's Gone, and he produced the Alicia, and he played the guitar with Dee Dee, and he produced the Alicia Keys double album that went platinum and won the Grammys, Mm -hmm. and he passed away. And he was one of my dearest friends in my life. But when when I did a session, the guys really put out for me. And I asked them because of my cocaine trip. And you know what? None of them even knew that I was on cocaine because I never became like a nasty person. It was just my own battle within myself and my own guilt mm-hmm. because I had a child mm-hmm. to raise. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's all right, you know? It's all, it's all planned, and we all, we we're all built a deck the cards when we're born. And we have to play. We have to play that as of cause the right way,
1: you know. Yes. So even, yeah. Yeah. Well, your your way, you look at things is just beautiful, and you know how to hold space for yourself and for others to flourish and to become something greater. And I, I just want to thank you and honor you for that because. You've taught me a lot and and having you as a friend and a mentor over the years has you know really kept my spirits up, Mr. Spirit of the woodstock nation, so um, okay, so you're gonna go to Italy, you've got a heart procedure you're gonna take care of this week. Uh, We're sending you tons yeah, of then, love and then i
0: and then I gotta go, yeah, the heart thing is serious because it's a seven hour operation. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I have to have it. I have to have it done. And when I get back from Italy, two weeks mm-hmm. later, I'm being inducted into the Long Island Music Hall of Fame, which Beautiful. is really oh. legitimate. It's more legitimate than the Rock Hall of Fame because you know they wanted to give. Yeah, why Woodstock is not in the Rock Hall of Fame? I can't figure it out because it's the reason rock happened. You know, so you know all these all these artists got to work an extra 40 years because they were in the movie. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, they were made famous. Guitar. Absolutely. You made yeah, famous people.
1: Santana, you made a yeah, lot Santana. of famous people, Artie
0: Mhm. Well, you know mm-hmm. what? People say Santana happened from the Woodstock movie, but Michael Freed, my friend, the drummer, his drum mm-hmm. solo is what made Santana happen. It wasn't the, Santana's guitar playing. It was that incredible drum solo that brought the attention to Santana, and they had no record deal, you know. So, uh, you know, uh, on my anniversary to my wife, we were broke, and it was May 31st. So, it was, so I ran an ad, and I, I actually sold. I started to tell you, I, I printed tickets, and I in the ad, I was only running the ad to see, where I should spend my money was it the underground press or, or the New York Times kind of papers? So I would go into New York and I would I would I would I would advertise or do an interview for the Village Other and one for the New York Times and I did this in about ten cities and I sold a hundred thousand tickets at eighteen dollars a ticket and that put in the, after they cleared. I brought in a million five, and that's what gave us the money at least to get it going. But Michael went six hundred percent over budget, so we actually spent two point four million dollars, you know, doing the concert. And I tell people, tell you, they're gonna give when you to a Woodstock concert. You can't do it, you know. I mean, I could get a mm-hmm. concert, and I, but the same, I could get the love, the people there, you know, and, and have them leave with the same feeling you know, because it, it worked on the 45th when I was the first person to use the stage. And I, I talked for an hour and it wasn't advertised and 3,000 people showed up. And then, I, and then I went and sat with the crowd like I always wanted to do at Woodstock. And I got to see the director's cartoon too on a 70-foot screen. And I became not Artie Kornfeld, I just became Artie the music freak. And I was so blown away at what I was seeing I totally disconnected that I had anything to do with it happening at all. I was just mm-hmm. so grateful that it, because after that movie was over, I was shot, you know. And, and it was really weird because in Michael's book, he wrote now he got Richie Hayden. And Richie and I go back to when Richie was making $15 an hour, and we were walking the village and hanging with Mama Cass before the Mamas and Papas. And uh, it was just... Um, it was just... Uh, you know, Michael talked how he got Richie to play, but in the director's cut, what pulled me back is all of a sudden you see me and Richie with our arms around each other, and I'm holding the mic, and I walk him right up to his chair, you know, and I give him the mic, and he puts it in the stand, and that's how, and then he started singing, and that was the start of Woodstock because there was no electricity going, so he couldn't even mm. put an electric band. you know. and uh, <laughs> that's amazing. So anyway, you know what? I got 58 years, and you know it's like it, it's like, um, and I feel like I'm just starting. And you know, thank God that I that I have the strength to, to to go on. And 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 just thank God that I I I'm a very bad receiver, but I love to give. I mean, I live to give. Good title, Heidi. I live to give. Oh yeah, I live to give.
1: It's true, my okay, friend. For the, but in all right I file. live to give. It's on here. I got yeah. it. I wrote it down. Yeah. All right. Wow, my friend. Yeah. You have been listening to Magical Man, Artie Cornfeld, the creator of Woodstock. And yeah. um And, Heidi, we have and been, Heidi one of
0: one of the one of the purest people I know of Heidi Little.
1: Thank you. Oh, really, thank you really, so much.
0: He really does he does walk a talk. My mm. honor he, our he, friendship. He, yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I honor our friendship, you know.
1: and I honor our upcoming work, and we're going to take it home for the 50th. So everybody listening out there, grab your mamas and your papas and your sisters and your brothers and your children and get ready for a family event unlike anything yet for the 50th. It's yeah. all inside of and our by, hearts. By mm-hmm. You
0: know what? And by the way, I wrote a mm-hmm. book, and I refused publishers. Everybody else got money to do a book, and I took whatever I had, which wasn't a lot and I went to Amazon and I wrote my own book and I edited it myself and mm-hmm. It sold about a thousand books, but it's not about woodstock and it's not about my ego. There's no pictures of me standing with stars you know it, it, it it's just it's it's not about woodstock; it goes all the way back to the war babies. And how the kids born to, during World War II, like I was, you know, how we evolved and turned into the rock nation, and then and then became the Woodstock nation when when FM radio hit, you know. And uh, I mm-hmm. knew the game because i had been playing it, you know. But it wasn't a game. You, you want your music heard, but you know what? I put as much into helping other people's records as I did into helping my own. I, mean, God, I, I think you actually. Put, I York. think
1: you put more into other people's than you did into your own. Actually, that's oh, what I yeah.
0: think. You know what? Mm-hmm. Taking that far the number one on the rock on rock, you know, who had never played a black singer on FM radio yet you an FM hit. That's
1: Tracy Chapman. That's Tracy Chapman. And I, yeah,
0: yeah. taking Tracy to number one on the rock charts was mm-hmm. impossible. And and people who worked for me on on Woodstock and Max said, Artie, Woodstock was easy for you," he said. "Tracy Chapman was one of the hardest promotions, and these guys that all promoted hundreds of records that were number one, and uh, they weren't like the old-time promoters of picture. But there was some, and I didn't use those guys. So, you know, I I didn't have to I didn't have to pay off stations. You know, it, unless I had yeah. the record, I could call a friend of mine, and you know, because I know his survival is his ratings, and I don't want him to play something that people are going to turn off the station." So I only right, took right, records that I, loved. Right. I only took records that I loved. That so I could not lie to someone. I could say play the record because I think it's going to work, and if it doesn't work after a week, just drop it. You know. Mhm. So, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. Labels, I like because sometimes records would be starting to happen, and I'd be pulling stations off because I knew it was a hype and wasn't true. You know. So mm-hmm. it's like. The truth shall set us free And let go and let God
1: Hallelujah Here we grow Alright my yep. friends You have been listening to Artie Cornfeld on One Love Rising And Artie we want to thank you so much For coming on the show today Thank you, thank you for your time And your contributions to this planet And to humanity, and to music And to concerts, and to Liberty and freedom There's just so many things to thank you for so thank, okay, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What do you
0: mean? Go <laughs> go to, go bye. Go to Amazon and right. check, out, check out the, the Piper, Piper of, uh,
1: of Woodstock, Woodstock. is the book. It's on Amazon. I own a copy. I love it. It is amazing. It's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful book. There's so much stuff revealed in there. Please get his book and rate it after you've read it. Uh, that's the Pied Piper of Woodstock by Artie Cornfeld on Amazon. And um, Artie, anywhere else? We, he has a no. website, right? Do you want them to go to your website too?
0: Well, ArtieKornfeld-Woodstock.com that I didn't even okay. put up. because someone loved me, and they, they've paid for it because I have my own cell, and they paid for mm-hmm. it for all these years. And I didn't even know it was up until it had 600,000 hits. You know, and it Woo-hoo! has music on. It has Jim Warren's great, great paintings. You know, it's uh, it's really uh, you know, the only part is when you hit resume, it's a little shocking because I don't even believe I did all that stuff. It's hard That's incredible. Even, and yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just, and you know, I just, I just, I'm just so happy that I met you, Heidi. We've been friends since uh, MySpace.
1: We, we go back. About, we go back about. We we about. made a we made a whole society on MySpace too of peace and love. There was a whole there's a whole act that happened there too. I yes. know. Everywhere he goes, everywhere we go, everywhere we grow, we're here for freedom, liberty, love, truth, happiness, aren't we? Bob too. <laughs> right, 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 Bob. And too.
0: always put yourself mm-hmm. in the other person's shoes. You know, there are no winners
1: in battles.
0: There are only yeah. losers. Yeah, you know, so, with
1: lo- with we'll love, all play with in the same you. band. Right, <laughs>
0: right, right. We'll all play in the I same band, Bob. It. Yeah,
1: I love it. Uh.